0: Hello and welcome to Journey to Freedom ACA meeting of adult children of alcoholics. We meet in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Scottsdale Bible Church at 6 p.m. on Monday evenings. We record these speakers in hopes that you will hear something to help your recovery journey. Tonight's speaker is Gloria P. and her topic is the 12 steps of ACA and the importance of working them. Hi, I'm Gloria, and I'm an adult child. Hi, Gloria. Gloria. You know, I never thought that the 12-step program would work for me. I mean, when someone suggested that I go to a meeting, I said, well, why? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a drug addict. I'm a relatively good person. You know, I I haven't murdered anyone. I haven't stolen anything. I haven't committed adultery. Why would I need 12-step? Besides, I already had a psychotherapist. I had a Rosen body worker. This is why I'm in California, and Rosen body work is like uh, somatic experiencing. And I journaled, I prayed, I meditated. uh, I read all the self-help books I could get, my hands on. Uh, I did sand tray, I did clay work. I mean, I was on a roll. And uh, I even attended a John Bradshaw uh, workshop in San Francisco. And uh, I even had a timeline. This is how I tried to control my recovery. I had a timeline and um, I don't know about you, I had a day timer. At that time they didn't have calendars on your, there was no such thing as a cell phone. So I had a day timer and I actually had everything scheduled out, you know, therapy, journal, you know, spa, massage. I mean, I had everything. And then in three months, it would be over. That's what I, that was the plan. I mean, I'm a take charge person and so I'm gonna do this. So three months goes by and I'm worst off, absolutely worst off. And um, I, I was a commercial real estate broker in California and I thought, well, you know, this is what happens when, you know, I worked with a lot of developers and this is what happens. So I'll give it another three months. Well, after that three months, holy smoke, I really did hit bottom. I knew that I couldn't control my recovery. I couldn't control everything, and then um, I was just so desperate, I I actually went to a 12-step meeting. I mean, I I tried everything. I was doing everything, and I had no other choice but this 12-step meeting. That was my final... uh, that I was that desperate because I really didn't think I, I needed 12-step. So I don't remember what happened on those first three meetings. I, I just don't remember. It, it's one big blur but for the first time I felt acknowledged. I felt that the people heard me and I was understood and that feeling of, of being heard was so important to me and I would just burst into tears and I think those first three meetings that's all I did was cry and that's why it was one big blur, because I don't even remember what I said, but that's what happened. I mean, I just felt so safe and accepted. I, I enjoyed their warmth. I, I mean, they were just wonderful, wonderful people. And here I was with a bunch of strangers. This is what always surprises me. I'm with a bunch of strangers, and, um, and, I, and I, I found warmth, and I found acceptance. I really did, and um, I felt safe to share my story. And each meeting that I attended, I just, um, I felt better. I don't know, it was just so weird, you know, I'm gonna tell my story and I'll feel better, but that's what I did. And and, And I just wanted to go, it was almost addictive. I wanted to go to a meeting and I, You know, because, you know, each time you have each time you share and you and you get to know people through their shares. You know, I wanted to go to a meeting because I wanted to know if Dodie resolved her issues with her boyfriend. I wanted to know if Bastian got a job. I wanted to know how Mary was doing because, you know, her husband had committed suicide a few weeks ago. I mean, this is why what kept me going was I wanted to hear their stories. They related to my story. I related to theirs but they became my family. And I was just so grateful that I could talk to people about these deep issues. And so going to meetings helped me um, know that I wasn't alone. I I thought that I was the only one that had a dysfunctional family. I thought I was the only one carrying a, a lot of shame. I thought I was the only one that had abandonment issues. I mean, I thought it was only me and by going to meetings, I discovered hey I'm not alone I could do it together with others but the real changer the real change happened when I started working the 12 steps now the program that I was involved in uh, it was not it was not ACA, it was another program, and they didn't have workbooks like the way we do. And so many of us use the AA workbooks. There's a lot of ACA I mean a lot of AA workbooks. And so um, we would use them. That was what we did. And I remember even one one group uh, in Berkeley uh, they were focused on art. And so, uh, the, so when people came to share, they did share. They shared their stories through their art, and so that was a, another interesting twelve-step program because there were people who couldn't express themselves, but they used art. And I'm a great lover of art myself, so I also was part of that Sunday group. Um, uh, and then I got to Arizona, and that that twelve-step group that program was not in Arizona at all and I was discouraged and um, but I still felt like I had to continue working the steps and so I I had a friend who was an AA for about 25 years and I asked her to work the steps we used the AA workbooks and there's a whole bunch of them so she chose one and I worked the steps with her And over time, in fact, it was only about 10 years ago that I discovered ACA. I had no idea ACA. I didn't even know what ACA was. And I didn't even think it was for me because my parents are not alcoholics, but they're definitely dysfunctional. And um, so anyway, I'm in the program and I love it. And I heard about this yellow workbook, but I could not find a sponsor. It was really hard. And also... This yellow workbook, I mean, it's very intimidating. It's really intense. I mean, there's 183 pages. Who wants to do that? And who wants to dredge up all the feelings that I have about my childhood? I mean, for me, I was beaten down. I didn't matter. I was never good enough. And why would I want to do this kind of work again? I I would just feel more discouraged. But more and more, I felt like I need to find a sponsor. And I met someone who never worked the ACA steps and so we did it together and that sort of worked and um, But here's my warning to you just because you work the 12 steps in AA or Al-Anon or a uh, COTA or OA or GA or whatever it is um, You got to work the ACA steps is so different than any other program uh, one of the problems with this big, thick book is that the fourth step, which is always scary for anyone in any program, is this fourth step is 12 exercises. That's huge. That's a lot, and it covers not only our shame and abandonment issues. It covers, uh, um, you know, sexual abuse, PTSD. It, it just covers everything. All the people we harmed our resentments, I mean, it's pretty thorough, and uh, you can do it. I did. That, but fourth step is always very scary to people, and it doesn't matter what program you're in, it's just scary to, to kind of review our life. The other step that frightens a lot of people is the ninth step. The ninth step is about, is about making direct amends with people we harmed. Who wants to do that? In other programs, you have to make appointments and call them and apologize for something that happened 10 years ago. And then when you talk to them, they don't even know what I'm talking about. But And so then I, there's more humiliation about that situation. This program, the ninth step, is very gentle. Here you let God do the work. That's what I love about this program. Um, uh, so... um. What I did is um, I, I came to the realization that if you really look at the steps, and I, I've been working at it for, you know, since 1989, um, is the first three steps is really kind of connecting with a higher power. That's the whole point, point in kind of making peace with God. Stop blending God and just try and make peace with God. And steps four through seven is making peace with ourselves. And steps seven and eight no, eight and nine is making peace with with others and then step 10 is again just kind of reviewing the day our day and making peace with ourselves, and then step 10 is you know continuing and fostering this relationship that we have with our higher power and then step 12 is really sharing our experience and service I mean that's sort of a breakdown of what 12 steps is all about you know And this is really not about behavioral modification. This is a spiritual program where you have to let God in and let God do the work. So many people don't think this is a spiritual program. They want to control it. But it's not. It's not a psychological program. It's not. It's uh, It's not. It's not an economic program, it's not a relationship program, it's none of that. It's a spiritual program so that we will make peace with ourselves, our past, make peace with our higher power, and make peace with others. That's essentially what the program's all about. And when you do let God in and let God do the work, you're going to experience a miracle, the miracle of recovery. And you know, uh, I don't know if you if you read the the book The Invisible Man by Ralph Emerson, and he uh, Ralph Ellison, excuse me, and he made this comment. He said, "You know, life is about living, not being controlled. And if you don't work the steps, you're going to continue being controlled with your past, controlled by your parents, controlled by your spouse, controlled by your." Uh, your work supervisor you're going to be controlled by bullies you're going to allow people to control you if you do not do this work so I love what Ralph Elson said You know, life is about living not being controlled and when you do this work you're going to um, you're going to experience a new kind of freedom and happiness I, I know I did and my whole attitude about life changed. It really did. I was no longer a victim. I was a person that took charge of my life, allowing God in and letting God direct my life. I also learned that I will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle me. You know, and I realized that God was doing for me what I could not do for myself. That was huge, that it was God who did the work. And I discovered my true identity in this work. And I chose, and, and I started choosing healthy people in my life who could take care of themselves. And that was huge for me because I was groomed to take care of my brother. But I, no, he, he, that's his life. I can let him go and let God deal with him. I, I'm not responsible for my brother. And that was a huge relief for me. Um, I discovered what triggers me. This is really important when we do our work and family of origin, because when we get triggered, we have to know why we're triggered and how that happened. And once we have a better understanding of that, we can then pause and breathe and affirm our inner child, our wounded inner child that needs to be affirmed. And then we also learned how to love ourselves I mean it's not selfish to ask for our needs and wants. Yeah, uh it's not selfish to set our boundaries. It's not selfish to express our feelings. Yeah, we have feelings, why not? Let's tell people. And it's not selfish to have a voice. It's not selfish to have a voice and know that we are heard. And um so yes, ACA is different. Um it's different than any other programs I know but it's it's wonderful and uh, I highly recommend it I recommend this yellow book and even though it's 186 pages you can do it it's you can do it in 12 to 16 weeks I am a great believer in staying within those boundaries some people you know they work it for a year and a half they work it, uh for two years. I don't know why they do it that way. But you know, we're ACA people. But I want to let you know, you don't have to do it perfectly. You don't have to do it perfectly. Just do what emerges and and deal with that. Because it's not the only time you're going to work the steps. But just work it. Um, And also now to find a sponsor, make sure you find a sponsor that has actually worked the 12th the ACA 12 steps with a sponsor. I, I've met people who have worked the steps who haven't even worked the steps. I mean, who sponsored people who haven't even worked the steps. I think that's pretty dangerous because it's like the blind leading the blind. And um, let's see, so, so when you're looking for a sponsor, be specific and say, have you worked the 12 step program the ACA 12-step program, and if they say yes, ask them, will you work with me? Um, because And I try to find a sponsor that will help you affirm you as a person. Um, I'm a great believer of affirmations, and so what I do, and this happened to me, so this is, I, you know, I want to pass it on to other people. Is that I want to affirm your affirmations, because we carry a belief system that's false. So we need to reprogram our thinking, and remind ourselves that we're good people and that we were traumatized because our parents didn't pass on, um, you know, any nurturing, any sense of nurture because they weren't nurtured. So you know, try to find a sponsor that can affirm your affirmations. I'm a great believer of that, and I've seen people change just from affirmations. So I highly, highly recommend this program of working with 12 steps with a sponsor who's actually worked the ACA program. And I tell you, your life is gonna change. It, it's going be um, It's gonna be life-changing, and you're gonna see life in a completely different way and you will be free. Now, this doesn't mean you'll be free forever. It's not a magic pill where your life is gonna be a-okay from then on. No, you have to continually work the steps. But once you've experienced the uh, go-around at least once and experienced that sense of relief at, at step seven, at step nine, it's, you're, gonna, you're gonna be addicted. You know, maybe we'll need a 12-step program for people addicted to, to recovery. But I don't know. I, I love it. So I highly recommend it. And um, for me also, just so you'll know, I have worked with the ACA book. But the okay. second time I worked it, I worked my inner child worked it. So I got a book, and I, I answered all the questions with my non-dominant hand. So my 8-year-old prince. And then now I'm working with my teenager and she writes cursive. So we're not quite done with her. But that's another way of working the steps, not just um, with the adult knee. Why not let my, our inner children work the steps too so that they too can be healed. So that's, that's my story and those are my recommendations. And um, thank you, Mary.